it almost starts to to shift the inside, you know, because all of a sudden you're, you're focusing on all of the things and then you're looking for things. You're looking for things to be grateful for. It just brings up all of this happiness. Are you lacking in the self-care department? Or maybe you just want to step up your game. Well, then you need to get a hold of the weekly self-care planning guide because this will help you to plan out and prioritize self-care because self-care is not a luxury. It is a necessity. You can get yours by going to holisticmamaspeaks.com slash self-care. That's holisticmamaspeaks.com slash self-care. Oh, and did I mention the self-care planning guide is absolutely free. That's $0. So be sure to get yours at holisticmamaspeaks.com slash self-care. Hello and welcome back to Holistic Mama Speaks, the podcast season two. I am your host, Carrie Marie Vaughn, and I'm just so excited to continue our journey together towards holistic living, wellness, and abundance. Wow. In season two, we are just going to be diving deeper into a variety of different topics related to natural health, mindful living, wealth and abundance, and even conscious parenting. I'm just so excited. And I will be featuring expert guests who will share their knowledge and experience with us. So many amazing people, some returning guests from season one and some new guests. I will also be answering listener questions and addressing some common concerns related to holistic living. And you can actually submit your questions by going to holisticmamaspeaks.com slash ask. A-S-K. My goal is to provide you with practical tips and inspiration that you can incorporate into your own life. Whether you are a seasoned holistic living enthusiast like some people, or if you're just starting out on this journey, there is just something for everyone along the way. So I'm just happy to have you here in the season two of Holistic Mama Speaks. And just as a side note, by listening to this podcast, you agree not to use this as medical advice or to treat a medical condition. You can visit holisticmamaspeaks.com to find the full disclaimer. So sit back, relax, and let's explore a world of holistic living and abundance together. Are you a mom who's struggling to balance taking care of loved ones while also taking care of yourself? It's a very common challenge, but there is actually a simple solution. Daily affirmations. In Mom Mantras, the daily affirmation guide for mothers of all kinds, you'll find powerful affirmations and mantras that will help you improve your health, happiness, and mindset. Whether you are a biological mom, an adoptive mom, a stepmom, a pet mom, a motherly figure, this book is for you. Read these mantras in the morning, before bed, really anytime throughout the day to uplift your spirits and to stay focused on what matters most. Visit mommantras.com to get your own copy and to start living a more intentional, purposeful life. Hello and welcome back to Holistic Mama Speaks. I am your host, Carrie Marie Vaughn, and I am so blessed to be joined tonight by a few lovely people. I have Tina Clark, I have Michael Mulkey, and I have Michelle Vandehey. Hello, everyone. Hello. Hi. Hey. 
Hello, hello. I am so happy to have you all here. And I'm just going to go kind of around the room and ask you each to introduce yourselves and, and share with the listeners a little bit about what it is that you are doing to help people. And then we will dive into tonight's topic, which is how to cultivate inner peace and happiness. I'm so excited about this. So Michael, we'll go ahead and start with you because you are the person next to me. <laughs> Thank you, Marie, for having me. My name is Michael Mulkey, and uh, my company is MEM Evolver. Um, my purpose is to remove your hidden blocks and barriers, expand your vision, and ignite your potential, um, and really motivate you to become unstoppable. And I'm really glad to be here and have this conversation with you guys. Very awesome. I'm so happy to have you here. And Tina, I'll go ahead and have you go next. Hey, my name is Tina Clark. I'm a shamanic energy healer in the Charleston, South Carolina area, and I've been deep into the healing and inner wisdom for many, many years for myself and helping my clients with that as well. That's wonderful. So awesome. And Michelle, I will go ahead and have you introduce yourself. Hey everyone, Michelle Vandehey. I am in the Wisconsin area and I am a certified holistic life coach and I help change makers and leaders and advocates to prevent and um, work through burnout and compassion fatigue through holistic healing modalities, through trauma-sensitive yoga, meditation, mindfulness, and other types of work. So awesome. And so everyone here is just very excited to to talk to you tonight about how to cultivate inner peace and happiness, because uh, we can't really live a, a fulfilling life if we don't feel at peace and if, if we're not happy. So I'm, I'm excited to talk about this. Do any of you have any specific things that come to mind when you think of inner peace? What are some of those things that that you're like, OK, this is how I find my inner peace? Yeah, for me, inner peace, I feel like comes down to knowing yourself. And oftentimes that goes into fully loving who you are and self-love and and taking care of yourself. And when you get to a point where you're really fully embracing who you are and loving all the parts of yourself, that's when you can get to this place of like inner peace. And it allows you to let go of things that you don't need to hold on to. It allows you to do all sorts of beautiful things and have a little bit more external peace as well as the the inner the inner peace. I feel like reflects your the external peace that that a lot of people want to have. Mm -hmm. I love that you said that about the self love because I think that's such a big piece. That's such a big piece to everything. Is you know you. You can't work on so many different aspects if you don't love yourself. And it's hard for a lot of people to love themselves. And so, you know, I'd love to talk about this a little bit more. You know, what are some ways that that people can start to love themselves and feel a sense of inner peace? I think one of the top ways to do this is to practice meditation and mindfulness. Um, if you can't meditate, definitely try mindfulness, just being in the present and focusing on what's going around you now, what you're feeling now, and stop thinking about the past and the future. <laughs> you can't change the past and we can't control the future. So it causes a lot of angst for people. So just getting quiet is really huge. Just taking the time to be quiet. I always say that all the answers are in the quiet. So there, there's a, uh, it, sometimes our words get a little removed, you know, we get 
they're a little twice removed from the actual cause. And what I, a lot of times when we talk around this, um, it's best for them to experience it. So like to meditate is an action. And so you're trying to meditate, right? I'm trying to be quiet. I'm, and the mind will do exactly the opposite of what you want it to do. It's just very, it's like a terrible roommate. So when we when we when we can become meditative, and and people get there in different ways. Some people it's walking barefoot on the earth. Some people it's knitting. It really can be music. Um, there's tons of ways to get there. But um, once people experience it, it creates this space. They know that I'm not the body and I'm not the mind, and they're they're kind of sitting in that seat of the soul, right? That witness and watching the thoughts come and go and watching the feelings that that's where we get stuck, right? We go, I don't feel good. And it's, it's these thoughts. And, and so once we kind of understand how that process works, we can, and we have words for it. They're very helpful. It's just not, but I think the experience of it, and that's a lot of times you guys, we offer classes and we offer talks and things like that. So if people can experience it, kind of step into it, I think that's really helpful. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, and Tina, just to to kind of tag on to what you're saying, we cannot control our past and or our future hasn't happened yet. And um, but I did I did learn something not too long ago about um, our past to help us kind of heal from our past, which I thought was pretty genius is to to look at it now. I mean, this is now years later from stuff that has happened as a, a child, for instance, and if you look at it from a different point of view, of course, when we were in the moment, you know, it seemed, you know, a lot of things seemed like terrible things. And that's what usually lingers into us and causes, you know, things to, to be upset inside of our body. You know, it, it's causing us to not have inner peace because we're, we're so caught up on these things, this trauma that we experienced as a child and everything like that. But then as, you know, as adults, we're not that child anymore. And sometimes, um, sometimes it's a matter of thinking of a, a child that, you know, that's around that same age of whenever those things happen and, and like holding them by the hand and talking to them, just being saying, it's okay, it'll be okay. And, and kind of walking through that, but also what did I learn and grow from out of that situation? You know, how, how can we turn that now to be positive in whatever way. And of course, some things are absolutely horrific that have, have happened to people, but how did you grow as a person? How did you become stronger as a person because of that? And so if you can almost look back at each of those situations in your life and, and be like, what can I learn? You know, what have I learned from that situation? How did I grow out of that? And you're, then you're almost shifting your perspective about that situation. It's not that awful, terrible thing that you always have thought about, but now you're like, wow, I am a stronger person because that happened to me. And now I'm able to help other people who have experienced things like that. And, and, and then almost your past isn't then haunting you all the time because you're, you're taking that situation and you're turning it into now it's, it's a good thing. Now I I'm stronger. Now I can help others because of that. If I hadn't experienced that I wouldn't be who I am today kind of thing. So I thought that was really, really interesting because we hear that all the time about like, we can't change the past, but we can change our perspective about the past. 
which is pretty cool. Yes. And one of the techniques I teach in Reiki level two is sending healing to a past event. So I have my students imagine an emotional event for them and they send Reiki to themselves in that event at that age and everyone connected to it. And it's really, really powerful. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds amazing. That's so cool. And I think that once people are able to find that inner peace through some of these things that we're talking about, um, you know, then all of a sudden happiness almost just comes naturally, but you know, there's always other things that we can do to live a happier life. Right. You know, uh, I'd love to chat a little bit about this because I'm always about, you know, living a happy life and, and trying to, um, to bring joy to the moment. I, I always like to say that. I think I heard the very first time I heard Brendan Burchard say that on a training that I watched of his bring joy to the moment. I'm like, Ooh, I like that. I want to bring joy to the moment. Um, and I know that's hard for people who have not been living a peaceful or happy life. And so, you know, I'd love for us to be able to share some tips with the listeners about some things that they can start implementing into their daily lives that might help them live a happier life, bring joy to the moment, be that, that light, that ball of joy <laughs> to their family, to their friends, to wherever they walk into. Bringing joy to the moment goes back to one of Tina's remarks about just of mindfulness. Because when we're, when we're being present, it's easier to bring joy into the moment Otherwise we tend to be, we're having like the worries or anxiety about what could happen or we have, we're reliving the trauma of our past. And so when you can uh, learn like forgiveness, like I do a lot of forgiveness work uh, with my clients and um, that helps you to like bring, bring yourself back to that present. And so when you can be more present in the moment, I feel like you naturally are able to have more joy in the moment. And I actually just read something recently about like the, the differences between joy and happiness and, and how joy is more of like this, this in the moment sort of thing. And happiness is more of just like a broad stroke of like, of being happy. And so I think it's interesting that you bring that up about like being joyful in the moment. That's really cool. Now in the work that you're doing uh, with helping people with forgiveness, is that forgiving others or themselves or both? both for sure. Yeah. And I, I talk too about like how oftentimes forgiveness, it's like we're, we're forgiving in different layers. Like forgiveness isn't just like a one-time thing. And when you can really forgive and let go, then that's how you find that, that inner peace. And like you said too, Carrie, that's, it kind of naturally brings in that, that natural happiness or that joy in the moment of, of being able to live in more joy and happiness when you can be in the moment and let go of things that don't really matter anymore. And I feel like oftentimes when you've been through something in your life that maybe has kind of changed your perspective, like a traumatic experience, it gives you this different perspective, um, especially dealing with like death and grief and things like that. A lot of times too, it's like, okay, like I'm much more grateful for things that I didn't really even think to be grateful for. And so it helps you to be more present in the moment too. That's awesome. And I love that you brought up gratitude because I think that, that anybody who is, is looking to shift into a more peaceful and happy lifestyle, 
should also focus on gratitude. And, you know, I find that just writing down a handful of things every morning that I'm grateful for. And so, and sometimes those things are the same, because of course, there's a lot of things that, that are just so meaningful to me. I mean, I could make lists of hundreds and hundreds of things, but sometimes that's hard for people at first. Um, and, and so I think that even just a few at first, you know, what are a few things that you are grateful for in your life? And, you know, we could, we could list our friends and our family, our home, food that we eat, but then we could really get to the nitty gritty, you know, like the fact that we can breathe and we have a heart that's beating and we could get down to, you know, like individual foods that we eat, you know, I love peanut butter. I, <laughs> I'm so grateful for peanut butter, but then, but I feel like doing an exercise like that on a regular basis, it, it almost starts to, to, to shift the inside, you know, because all of a sudden you're, you're focusing on all of the things and then you're looking for things. You're looking for things to be grateful for. And, you know, you're looking all around you and you're like, oh, I'm surrounded by this and I love this. And, you know, oh, and I just got a call from so-and-so earlier and I love them. And, you know, and so it's just, it just brings up all of this happiness. So I, I love gratitude <laughs> because focusing on those things, focusing on those things that we are grateful for just makes you happy. You know, you can't, you can't help a smile when you're thinking of all the things you're grateful for, you know? <laughs> I was just going to say really quick that that's true. You're, you can't hold a state of gratitude and be miserable at the same time. Yeah. It literally, And what you're doing is you're training yourself. Your gratitude is a practice Yes, a little harder at first, but it gets easier and then it expands, right? And then you're, it's like all day, all day, all these things to be grateful for. Mm -hmm. But uh, that's a great, a great one, actually, gratitude. And just because you can't hold the same energy if you're truly grateful. Mm -hmm. One of the exercises that I do with my own family when we sit down at the table, um, sometimes a lot of us are tired or we're not really talking or sharing. And I'll say, well, tell me a really good thing that happened to you today. So it forces everybody to sit back and listen to, you know, to think about the best thing, even though it may even and sometimes my husband's like, well, this wasn't really great, but it was pretty good. And I was like, well, that counts. <laughs> <laughs> Just tell us anyway. <laughs> and then it becomes contagious too, I'm sure. Yeah, and it push it just gets people on my fam my own family out of their funks, you know, yeah. because you know they um you know can be quiet at the table or something. Maybe they had a hard day, but at least let's focus on one. There, there's got to be one really good thing that happened today, and then you think of the one, then you think another one and another one. So then we start sharing even more. That's awesome. This is kind of said in a little bit in in jest, but um, the the simple act of waking up, like a million people won't didn't wake up this morning, right? Mm -hmm. And then their spouses lost somebody last night, and their families. And think of all of it. Like if you wake up and your partner wakes up, it's probably going to be a good day. <laughs> it's just, again, and I don't mean to compare, but I, what I'm saying is that waking up and your partner's there. That, that right there is a is an opportunity to just smile and go, yeah, this is good, and right. and sound like don't take it for granted. Yeah, and sometimes it does. It, it it is awful to say, like you said, if you compare it to the bad, and and you know, I I've read something sometime. If we didn't have the bad, we wouldn't be able to appreciate the good as much. And so 
you know, we have to be grateful even for those harder times in our lives, those, those bad things, because it, it allows us to then appreciate the good so much more. And so, like you're saying, if you're comparing to, you know, somebody lost a loved one and I'm still living and my loved ones are still here and surrounding me. I mean, that that's kind of, <laughs> it's a little morbid, but it's also, but it really kind of makes you think like, wow, I am so grateful to be alive and, you know, to be healthy. And, you know, and if, I guess even if you are dealing with some health things that, you know, you're still alive and, and you can work on the health piece, but those are all some things. And one of the things that I've also done that I, I love, it's such a fun thing is to have a gratitude jar. And so anytime there's, there's something to be um, celebratory about or grateful for that has happened or, you know, any kind of big news, and it could even be something kind of small, but still fun and exciting. You write it down on a slip of paper and you add it to the gratitude jar. And then you can either take things out. If you're having a little bit of a rough moment or, you know, bad day, you can take them out and read them. And the same thing, it's kind of like that. You can't be, you can't be mad and, and grateful at the same time, you know, just, they don't go together. So once you start reading all of these slips and you, you know, all of a sudden it puts a smile on your face and you're remembering all these things that you're grateful for all of these celebrations. And it's for everybody in the family too. You know, it doesn't have to be just your jar. It can be everybody in the family. And I have, I've taught a couple of my uh, students about this, who've done it with their family and they love it when they get their, their small children involved in this. And they're there putting things in the jar every day. They can't wait to come home and put things in the jar. So they're focusing on the good all day long. And I just, I just love that. So it's such a, it's such a great thing to have, but the other time you can open it up and read every slip in there is new year's Eve. It can be such a great thing to look back at all of the celebrations and all the fun things throughout the entire year that everybody has added to it, you know? So, and it also kind of reminds me of the, the little kids just rushing home at the end of the day and, uh, you know, wanting to write on the slips. I, I recently read the gap and the gain, and they talk about at the end of the day, um, every single day before you go to bed to write down three good things that happened that day. So that means throughout the entire day, you're going to be focusing on, and paying attention to what are the good things? What is it that I can go home and write down? in my journal before bed every evening. And so that's even just a practice that you can start doing, having that journal beside your bed and making sure to focus on the good throughout the day and write it down every night. I think that's a better, that's a better exercise for me because I'm, um, I'm not a morning person. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know a lot of the journal activities are in the morning, but this (laughs) so I'm not feeling, uh, my best and greatest in the morning. So, (laughs) You can shift that if you want. <laughs> I don't know. It's um yeah, I've been like that a long time. I'm I'm really an evening person, so a night owl. The other powerful thing about doing the I, I do three amazing things that happen today in my journal at night. And I think oftentimes, especially business owners or just even anyone who's doing anything. Oftentimes at the end of the day, you're thinking about, oh, what, what didn't I get done today? Or what, what do I need to do tomorrow that I didn't get done today? And so when it helps you to remember, oh yeah, I got all of these things done today or these amazing things happened today. So it helps you to kind of refocus and remember that, like you said, like that there are things that happen throughout the day. So not even just focusing on it throughout the day, but then at the end of the day, 
our minds tend to go to what we didn't get done. And it, it reminds us of like what we did accomplish and, and that there was good in the day. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I know, yeah, moms, I think, especially busy moms, they just have a really, and, and what mom isn't busy, you know, <laughs> every mom is busy, but um, you know, they just, you know, you're going through the motions and you're, you know, you're trying to keep your kids organized and the household organized and, you know, a lot of them are working and this and that, you know, so everybody's kind of here, there and all over the place. And it's, you know, a lot of the times it's that act of writing things down at the end of the day, like, okay, you know, what did happen today? Let me, let me reflect, let me go back. <laughs> but, uh, but if you are focused on, okay, let's, let's, you know, make today good. Let, let's make a few things good happen today, you know, then you can write them down. <laughs> yeah. So. And I think it's too important that we, like we talked about before about how, you know, bad things are going to happen, but like reflecting on that, where sometimes if like we had a challenging day with my daughter, then at the end of the day, when I'm reflecting on that, I'm like, okay, but what's one thing today that I can be grateful for with my daughter? And so it's like helping me to realize that there are grateful pieces, even through that hard stuff that we have to work through too. And so it can help you turn around those types of things too. Now, what are some other things that you think of when you're thinking like, okay, you know, I, I want to live a happier life. You know, what are some things you would implement aside from the gratitude and the, you know, taking time for, um, you know, just being mindful of, of different things? Um, you know, for me personally, I think that, you know, popping on some fun music and dancing around the house a little bit, you know, that's, it. it's great to just kind of lift the spirits, you know? and set the mood a little happier, but what are some things that either you all do or that you, um, that you encourage people that you work with to do? Yeah, Definitely that... environment. Oh, go ahead, Tina. <laughs> <laughs> I think, um, journaling is really important because when I think about inner happiness, I think about what's getting in the way of my happiness or my client's happiness. And usually it's like anxiety or, worry or stress or some sort of thing. So the journaling is really important to get out all your emotions, especially towards people you may not necessarily be able to speak to about how you really feel. So I'm talking about like your throat chakras blocked because you can't talk to your tell off your boss or whatever. So I always encourage people like, journal it or even write them a letter and don't hold back and then destroy it and, burn and it. <laughs> yes burn it bury it tear it up whatever and that way you re you've transformed that emotional energy onto the paper and released it which is extremely powerful that's I love that cool technique yeah I was going to say environment too and all different like types of environment like your house that your physical environment, but then also the people that you keep, like who are the people you keep around you? And oftentimes one that people forget is the people around you are also the people you follow on social media and the groups that you're a part of on social media too. And that really affects, it affects how you see life. It affects a lot of aspects of your mental health and your emotional health. And so really having a community of supportive people and people that not saying that bad things don't happen or that there's not times to share this, the struggles, but that you're around people that aren't going to focus or place blame and, and those types of things that they're really focusing on. Okay. Like how can I learn and grow from this instead of 
always focusing on the negative or being in a state of blame and judgment? There's a, a several things that, that I could pull from, but people always kind of want to, especially on a podcast, they want a quick like takeaway. Give me one thing. Tell me one thing that changes my life. Like I've spent 50 years destroying my life. Give me in two minutes, give me something that I can take away. But one thing that, that um, it's almost a challenge. I'll say that um, when you get up in the morning, you take your shower, the last two minutes, just turn the water all the way to cold and try to be in a bad mood for the next two minutes. Like it, it's almost impossible. Now this, this practice does wonders for you holistically, your, your mind, your body, your energy, but you will be present for that two minutes. I promise you, <laughs> but, it, but it's, it literally will disrupt, right? You're disrupting the pattern and that's what we're looking for. So many of us uh, get up and we get off the sa- on the same side of the bed. We look at the phone, we go in, we start brushing. There's this pattern that you follow every day. And you're literally putting who you were yesterday back on first thing. You're doing it unconsciously, but disrupt that pattern. If it's a two minute shower or you figure out your own way, a little dance would be great. First thing in the morning, get out of bed, throw on that song and do a dance. Your spouse is going to think you're crazy, but that's okay. Shake things up a little bit. Yeah, I like that. It's funny that that you mentioned that because I was just telling that to my daughter a couple of days ago, like that even if you brush your teeth with your other hand or you eat with your other hand, it it disrupts your the brain patterns. And so you're not always in that same routine and just not thinking about what you're doing because she's prepping for her SATs. So <laughs> we we've been talking about different little brain brain techniques. <laughs> So, but yes, that's, that is definitely important to, to, uh, to do something to shift things up and, and stop just going through the motions and, and that will allow us to then actually focus on what it is that we would like out of our life, you know, cause we do have control. We can't control everything around us, but we can control how we react and how we act and, and the actions that we take. I I love, love, love all of the techniques that you all have, have shared today, because I think that they're so, each of these things are things that people can easily implement, you know, and, you know, try one thing out, try it for a bit, see if that is your thing. Cause not, not everything is the one, a one fit for everybody. You know, somebody might try journaling and they just, they can't get into it. They just can't do it. And it's almost like a chore and and then they don't want to do it. Or, or somebody, you know, might, might like, um, you know, trying to meditate or, or trying to do different things. You know, so there, people can try each of these different techniques. That's the cool thing is that everybody can try them and see what seems to be a good fit for them to help them feel more peaceful, to help them feel happier, to help them bring joy to the moment. And and I've, I've just loved every little bit that you guys have all shared. Do do any of you have any kind of closing closing pieces, anything that you'd like to leave people with, a little statement or another little tip um, as to, you know, finding peace and happiness in their life? So I would say be willing to try, be willing to try something like you said. So try the cold shower. I do that too. It, it is, it really does like wake you up and put you in the present moment. Try journaling. And try doing it, think of it, thinking of it too, where it doesn't always have to be words on paper. Maybe you're drawing or like it does, and the words don't have to make sense. And so just be willing to try something and 
and knowing that there's like there's no right or wrong way to do it and just try one of the techniques that we talked about today and have fun with it and be curious about it and see see what it can do for you i say uh philosophically you know and this is the thing about this is we there's so many helpful tools find what right it works for you right so it's very but in philosophically i say that what you're looking for is clarity whether we call it peace or enlightenment or love, whatever that word is, clarity and clarity equals or is your potential, you know, not realized yet. And so your capacity for growth minus contamination. So your natural state is peaceful. You don't have to tell a five-year-old to be peaceful. He is peaceful. He is joyful. He can make a game out of anything, a leaf. He can fall in love with a leaf and carry it around all day. No problem, right? What happened to us? Then there's lots of answers to that, right? It's probably a whole another podcast, but that you are already that. It's not something we have to achieve. We just got to get rid of the contamination. And it's a process. I like that. My tip would be is if you're struggling right now to reach out and ask for help. Because even if it's just a friend or it's a professional coach, you know, like uh, the wonderful people here or a Reiki master, you know, a lot of times we've been through, we've been through it all, you know, we've been through a lot. And so, um, or we have a lot of wisdom to share in terms of, you know, working with hundreds of clients who've had similar issues. So um, everything I suggested really works. It really does. Um, but if you need help, you know, reach out to a friend, ask them, do they journal? You know, do they rip up letters? You know, you never know <laughs> what people are doing, you know, to really alleviate their stress and find more happiness in their lives. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, my goodness. Well, thank you all for for sharing so many amazing tips. I really think that that these things will will be so helpful to so many moms out there that are that are just wanting to find that, that peace and happiness to, you know, to live a more joyful and happy life, you know, and then that way they can be a better mom too. So thank you so much for, for joining me today. It's been such a pleasure talking to you all and I hope everyone has a great rest of their day. Thank you, Carrie. Thanks. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening. It has been a pleasure being with you today. I hope that you enjoyed this and got some value out of it. If you did, be sure to rate and review on wherever you're listening or watching. And also be sure to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Thank you so much and have a great rest of your day.